Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. It's Bud Pod. It's 203. 203. Let us be free. Oh, nice. Let us be free. That's inspiring. Thank you. Let us be free to be ourselves, to speak uh, as we want to, to go where we please, to believe (laughs) what we want, to believe, and bring her home, by which I mean Shemima Begum. (laughs) Bring her home. Bring home Shemima Begum. We miss her. The Isis bride of our hearts. The Isis Queen of Hearts. The Isis Queen of Hearts. <laughs> Bring her back. Um, I've been listening to um, yeah news things about Shemima Begum. For those of you who don't know, Shemima Begum was the what fifteen year old back in the day. Yeah, um, her and two friends from Bethnal Green. Yeah, in East London, they um, well they went on the gap year to end all gap years. Really, they went off to um, to ISIS and joined yeah. ISIS and became. Uh, uh, and ISIS brides, and now now there's a lot of discourse about whether or not Shamima Begum is given her British citizenship back because it was revoked by Sajid Javid, I think, when he was at home in the Home Office. Yeah, they 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 were holding, they crossed their fingers when they said no takesies backsies when they gave her citizenship when she was born. <laughs> and their yeah. argument was that oh, she could in theory get Bangladeshi citizenship via a parent. Yes. Which um, the Bangladesh went, uh, we're busy. Yeah. We're being flooded right now, actually. We don't want... They've also... I no, think, basically, Bangladesh said. Yeah, I think they might have also said, or people have said that they could execute her if, if she yes. goes back there. And there's, there's a law, well, I don't know if it's law, but there's a rule where um, the, the UK will not extradite Americans back to America if they if they're going if they get yeah. the death penalty. Yeah, the you UK can't. won't do it. So by a similar standard, they shouldn't do it. Um, which might begin to Bangladesh. My position on this has always been that she should not have her citizenship revoked, and that the nation is responsible for its citizens. Yeah, I think that's right, and I'm happy for her to be, you know, fucking Han Soloed into carbonite or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in some right, some insane prison. Han Solo her here. Han Solo her here. Yeah. The Kurds have enough on their plate. Where is she now, anyway? I think she's still in that mad, enormous, always on the verge of just breaking loose pri- Kurdish-run prison. Oh, really? I think so, yeah. Oh. And the other two, I think, are just dead. Oof. Boy, um, boy. And then... Maybe they get, I don't know. I mean, initially I was fine with there being delays because you got to gather evidence. But what I hoped was they, she would come back and they would go, well, we, we have evidence now, eyewitnesses of you, you know, helping enslave and participate in genocide. And because and, there were reports in the papers that there was accounts of her being part of the team that helped sew people into their suicide vests yeah. and stuff. So you can't take them off even if you have second thoughts and a lot of stuff counter to the narrative of like, uh, I thought it stood for international 
super girls you know like it's just no you didn't you know you 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 went you made the decision to go there after you saw the beheading videos um you're right yes you know yes and i mean i don't i I still think she should come back but then I, i what i find funny is like a lot of people... This is spicy enough for the bonus part. This is very spicy. We've this opened is, spicy. We've opened spicy. You know what it is? It's because... I don't know if you can hear this, listeners. We both had our feet up when we started. Yeah, yeah. We, there's, a, there's a big... I don't, what, what do you call this? I'd ca- I call it the cube. The cube. But there's a name for this thing you put in front of sofas to put uh, your feet on. Is it a poof? A poof? A poof? A poof? I don't think so. Uh, mm, I don't think so. Is it a... A shashamaha? A shamaha? No, it's a, a shif, a chiffon. Chiffon, chiffon. Is chiffon. it a chiffon? I think it's a chiffon. Yes. It a unfolds into a thin bed. Wow. The cube. Does it make it a futon? A chiffon futon? Maybe it's a futon. A fu- hmm. A chiffon. Any French furniture makers? Text in. But yeah, we we we, we were lounging a bit, so maybe we were lulled into a, um, a false sense of spiciness. We were sitting back and going, "Here's the thing." Um, but, uh, but, um, all the but, people who want to be the nicest to her are often the kind of people who are the least nice about, say, 15-year-olds who maybe participate in school shootings or equally bad things. Right, so I see her the same as a school shooter. Okay, okay, okay. okay that's oh, but an they're so comparison. young. That's yeah, an interesting comparison. They go, yeah, they are young, but I mean, you know, 15 is not four, is it? Okay, yeah. that's it. You've yeah, got I'm a bit of morality about, in there. I've not thought about that comparison but then i guess the the question there is um um to what degree was she groomed because i guess you'd say a shooter um in america a teenage school shooter in america yeah you know we they radical- have responsibility because they haven't been directly groomed by yeah, you're radicalized online these guys all tend to be members of the same forums go on the same true. websites yeah that's also true so you go no their brain went weird because of the internet and you go okay well so did it, I mean, isn't that how, how most lone wolf terror works? So, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. okay. But I agree with you that she should be our problem. Yes. Because I mean, she's you know born it, and raised here. Yeah, it's very much. I think so. The UK should, t- um, you know, always pays its debts, kind of thing. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. this is a yeah. kind of a debt that we owe. Yeah. The world, you know, because I mean, of course, there's agency and individual agency there, but. I, I, a, a country does have some responsibility to to not have its citizens especially radicalized. because a lot of the very sort of often not always but often more right-wing people who want her to stay over there they are the same people who are like why do we have foreign criminals in our system mm. well that's because probably what if the Kurds say that yeah right 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 so if you really think that about the uk like don't put them in jail here deport them and they should be in jail in poland or romania yeah well then you should say put our money where our mouth is money where your mouth is even stevens yeah we get all we get all the the heroin traffickers in those thai prisons or they're banged up abroad yeah those fucking sky that sky show right do you ever watch that um, no, I've heard the, the I've heard the name a lot. Bang banged up abroad. abroad. I'm not sure what it. What was it about? Just like Brits ago. Brits nuts banged up abroad. So tabloid. Someone up in Mallorca or something. No, it's often people who are like, uh, I didn't look in my rucksack. I was going to the full moon festival, and then there's like a brick of heroin in there. Oh, and they're sake. just getting beaten with rattan canes in some Thai prison all the time. <sighs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like someone who's like a, a ex- accidental in quotes mule, or. I don't know, yeah, started a fight. Or sometimes it's like someone who wore a bikini in the wrong bit of Dubai or something, I think. This is a time where I feel lucky to have grown up in 
a country with pretty strict laws about this stuff is uh, yeah. i'm like i'm I, I've, I've zero patience with people yeah if something's in the bag i'm like check your fucking bag <laughs> check your fucking bag I, I don't. Important. I don't have much patience, really, with like as much. As, obviously, I don't agree that there was that couple that had sex on a beach or something, and or, or, or were cavorting around on a beach in Dubai mm. or Qatar, and they got in a load of shit. Yeah. And I thought I don't agree with the rule, like or the way that they're enforcing it. I don't like those governments. Uh huh. But did you not believe them? Sure. Did you look at that country and go, "Oh, but there's wiggle room here." The but country then, that has slaves has wiggle room in, for me. Well, but in their defense, I think that's a, that's a fair defense. I think Qatar and Dubai need to decide how exceptional tourists <laughs> are and, and whether, whether, yeah. you know, whether they do live in a, a, a two-law two state where there's one law for local people and one law for wealthy visitors. I think that, that is how the industry, their economy is built. I think if you go on holiday to... Here's a solution. How's this for a solution? To which, to which, to which issue phrased? Both, both the, the the tourism Dubai Qatar okay. thing. Everyone, including the locals, but especially the tourists, just wears horse blinkers. Yeah, nice. You only yeah. ever see what you're looking directly at, mm-hmm. and everyone walks around in like every, there's railings and stuff. Okay. So as long as you don't, t- and everyone wears a, <laughs> everyone wears a neck brace, you can't turn your head and ruin it. You're like a horse. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 So, so everywhere the Westerners look and, and follow the railing, they're just seeing nice, oh, a frozen yogurt bar, an infinity pool, you mm. know, and mm. the locals see whatever it is they want to see. Definitely not a lady in a bikini running around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or at least not in public. I'm sure they have an appetite in private. Yeah. What's it like but- to be a porn merchant in, in one of those countries, do you think? You'd make a lot of money. Exciting. But excited <laughs> dangerous yeah it'd be like selling porn in the victorian era or something <laughs> yeah just photos of ankles and stuff yeah uh, which is the risk in, yeah. the, in the uk there's still like obscenity laws in like the 60s yeah late 50s early 60s you get albums would get smashed up by the cops removed had blasphemy laws here till what what's the stuart lee forced the house of lords yeah basically to get rid of them yeah isn't that crackers um but uh, yeah, Shemaima, buy gum. Uh, <laughs> she might. Uh, I don't know. They, they've they've said no again. But I guess uh, surely she can appeal again. Sure. Now I've I've heard the 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 race the race argument be made, and I'm I'm usually quite skeptical about these um, sort of accusations of Britain being sort of this. Uh, um, essentially racist place but in this case you know it's it is hard to imagine a white brit in a similar yeah in a similar circumstance and and having their um citizenship revoked true although i i I always what i don't like is when they bring up the example of like the white brits who went and fought for the kurds Uh, okay so people will say well that's a young british white man who went and fought for a foreign power and they're allowed back and you sort of go okay but we're not going to pretend that the Kurdish free people's army is the same as no, no. the guys who yeah. that's a false equivalence for sure. blow up stadiums in Manchester. Let's let's we're at war with one and we're allied to the other. So apparently, you know. Britain is second in the world for revoking citizenships. Do you know this? Is it after Bahrain? No. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's about two hundred something a year. We can't get enough of it. Yeah, love it. No, <laughs> we love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be having that. Yeah. Yoink. 
But I think one of the requirements is that they don't, the person doesn't become stateless. It's illegal to make someone stateless, which is right. another reason why the, Shem, the Shemim, Shemima thing doesn't make sense. Because she is stateless now. Right, yeah. Because she doesn't she, have a Bangladeshi passport. She, yeah, she just potentially could apply for yeah. one. And obviously right. the second that Sajid Javid or whoever the Home Secretary was said that, the Bangladeshi government went, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, we would say no. Yeah. We're saying no now. Yeah, yeah, Hands yeah. up, no, actually. <laughs> no, thank you. We're busy. We have so many problems. Yeah. Like the fact that most of our country is going to be water yeah. in 50 years. So yeah, she is stateless. So they have broken the law then. Mm-hmm. But the Tory government just can't cope with the idea of her coming back and being given a council house or something. <laughs> the fucking Daily Mail would... It would It would be funny if she came back and got a brilliant... Like a penthouse. <laughs> like Buckingham Palace. Every, every copy of the Daily Mail would look like it was on fire. <laughs> that's how angry they'd be you know when something in a, in a video game is flaming forever like it doesn't burn it's oh, just like yeah. fire it's just fire around the edges of it like a harry potter document oh right yeah yeah, yeah. every edition of the daily mail would like <laughs> just be the fury <laughs> yeah it'd be worth it almost with the bands to be honest it'd be that? so funny <laughs> so many people would be hospitalized with like he- like migraines from how angry it would make them it would be very funny the banter timeline demands it. Uh, the banter timeline demands that she comes back, rehabilitates herself to the extent that she can stand f- as a UKIP uh, candidate. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone's <laughs> brains would explode. Um, but, you know, her, her starting off and going that 16 does call to mind that, that Dave Chappelle routine. How old is 16, really? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, also, apparently the UK also has one of the youngest ages of. I don't know what what, what the technical term is, but the age at which criminal you, responsibility. Yeah, yeah, it's like ten, 10 or something. It's ten, yeah, yeah it's ten. ten. I didn't know that. I assumed yeah. it was like sixteen or something. It's. I think it, 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 they came up with ten with with like petty theft in mind. Right. As in, like by ten, you're old enough to know. Well, don't steal from the shop. Right. Okay. Whereas, we, we, yeah, we we show you Oliver. Every year for a reason. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Do you want to go join a singing gang? <laughs> Didn't think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Ten, yeah ten, that's incredible. That's still, that's pretty, pretty young. Yeah. It's, and I'm, I'm it, sure that's not like a hard and fast rule. No, no, no. Um, they're, 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 they'll always be nice to you and stuff. It's not like if you're 11 and you steal a Game Boy, you go to adult prison <laughs> and you have to join the fucking Aryan nation or something. <laughs> <laughs> just a little kid with like sonic rings tattooed under his eye for every game boy he nicked <laughs> having to punt the toughest guy in there on the first day yeah yeah you have to you have to steal the toughest guy's pokemon cards speaking of prison my, yeah this listen, my, oh. my recent obsession <laughs> phil is listeners is obsessed. Obsessed with a mega prison in El Salvador. <laughs> a couple of a couple of days ago. <laughs> Stacy Dooley cradling a shaven headed member of the MS thirteen. A couple of days ago. Look at those I saw a BBC News story about a new mega prison in El Salvador. Mega prison. Mega. And by mega I mean mega is it's 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 going to house 40,000 of the most violent <laughs> and dangerous gang, gang members in El Salvador yeah. and dangerous and they're all sh- fully shaved and t- tattoos all over the body and there's 40,000 of them and there's all these photos 
and videos of them just like to get processed they just have to like stack them all into halls and buses well and they well, literally stack them like traffic cones so they yeah they wrap them around each other skull to skull hand over head like and breast like, position and like, but like knees like apart and the next guy in front of you is in between your legs yes it's like they've they've sort of sat down and figured out the most space efficient way to stack gang members human yeah pe- people yeah um also, and it's just keep- mesmerizing because they all look very very similar because they're all shaved heads and they all have very similar tattoos they all have those like black line tattoos of like numbers or the virgin mary or skulls or whatever yeah it, the kind of tattoos where when a character with those tattoos turns up in breaking bad you're like oh fuck yeah things have gone serious you go uh-oh yeah he's been sent by someone like south of the border yes to assassinate you and key point Shaved heads, they all match. They're all like completely like shaven headed, like the guys from fucking Mad Max, but they're all wearing white baggy boxer shorts. Yeah, yeah. They're all, and that's all they're wearing. Yeah. And they sort of have to like march, and these guys are like kind of yelling at them in Spanish, and they're like hustling them from like buses into warehouses. And the prison, and the prison guards all are in riot gear. It's like the, not the whole time. The whole time, all of them are in full riot gear, riot shields, full helmet, yeah. all the time. All the prison guards look like the the guys in the video game where you go, okay, these are harder no, to it's kill. No, fucking Arkham Asylum. It these is, guys it, are harder to kill because they've got the riot gear on. Yeah, yeah, you have to get behind them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> level one, it's just like a normal cop, like with like a nightstick. He's like yeah. one shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. These guys, you got to break the armor. You gotta, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's two bars. There's a red health bar, then there's a blue bar. Talk <laughs> you have to break down the blue bar first. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm absolutely mesmerized. You but, love it. <laughs> I get love is an odd word, but I am obsessed. I am. <laughs> I am obsessed with this. This fucking. This it's the biggest prison in, in the in the Americas, which must. Be, um, I guess it's something big in China. Well, let's not talk. Go there. Well, yeah. But um, but I mean, the idea of forty thousand. Of the most dangerous criminals. Can you imagine working as a prison guard, working there? It would be so weird to, for someone to just you, you're in a you're in a bar in El Salvador, and you see a guy just like who looks knackered at the bar, just like oh, waving over for another beer, and you say to the bartender, "Oh, quién uh, es el trabajo? Oh, he works at the mega prison." Mm. You'd be like, "Oh, yeah. send him a. I'll buy him a beer." Yeah. Just some guy. Where do you work? Oh, I was just at the mega prison. Yeah, the mega prison. Yeah, <laughs> mega the, prison. I work at the mega prison. I work. I work down the mega prison, <laughs> where the forty thousand most dangerous men in the country are. Probably the forty thousand most dangerous men for many countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. You know, the, in the, we live in El Salvador, where it was the a murder rate <sighs> at like a higher level than most modern wars. Oh my god! For like decades. <laughs> I like the BBC link you said. Listeners, Phil has sent me two links so far about this. No. That's a good way to understand that you're obsessed with it. The BBC article about it was like, it's very controversial about the human rights of uh, a lot of people say that, he, you know, the president rounding up these guys, he's accidentally got a lot of innocent men. And then the, the end is like, uh, the approval rating for this idea in El Salvador is like 80%, 90%. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's so popular. And you go, right, right, right. It's right. almost like... Uh, of course uh, it is. It's like about 40 miles or something southeast of the capital. Yeah. It's like... The, uh, I don't know if I'd be thrilled about this. Basically, Gotham. An, ar- an army, yeah. Yeah, an army <laughs> of angry, shaved <laughs> men. Like in the suburbs, you know what I mean? Yeah. A big army. 40, a big 000. army. I wonder if they're... Think of uh, a thousand people. What if they all... Have 40 of that. What if they coalesce into one mega gang? Or just one enormous gang member. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
like Terminator, just like they melt. Yeah. Oh man, it, it, it's so eerie. I think because they are all because they all look so similar. They're, it, 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 they're yeah. like all clones. It, it's like a bunch of clones, and they all dress exactly the same. It's incredibly dystopian. Yeah. And the phrase mega prison is incredibly dystopian. <laughs> it really is. And it looks it's like something out of Judge Dredd. I was about to say, it looks like a, like a, a Latino Judge Dredd. Yeah. Because Judge Dredd, we're used to seeing it, it, it like Gotham. We're used to cold weather architecture. Excuse me, a lot of stone. High buildings. People in big coats smoking. Mm. You know, snow Gothic. swirling. Gothic. Whereas instead it's just like palm trees and like... Uh, yeah, and and then in this like warm weather where people can just wear boxer shorts even though they're in prison. Yeah, that's all they're wearing and bare feet. Yeah, marching around. It's it's strange. A tropical for, mega prison. For me, the one was sort of very elements of it in these videos. The the prisoners they 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 seem very pliant. Like they're very they they rush yeah. to to stack themselves and get in line and get in order. It's like military drill. Yeah, and and you and you think what what have they, what's happened to them that they're you know, or what what do they know could happen to them that they're this uh disciplined do you, do you ever see footage or like do you ever watch the sitcom porridge i've seen bits it's set in like an yeah. old school yeah, with english Robert prison Barker. british prison yeah yeah and like footage of old prisons like they kind of drilled them around the place like you had to sort of stand to attention and stuff mm. they mm-hmm. they looked more like that in those days yes the british prisoners and i think it's just how you move if basically they're gonna hit you with sticks loads yeah, right. You're gonna beat the fuck out of you. And you're no, up and unarmed. You can't. You can't complain. There's no rules. Yeah. You can't be. Like, um, excuse me. You were very rude earlier. You know. <laughs> can't do that. Yeah. So, I'm just amazed I can keep track of them all. And yeah. Do you think yeah, they have a tattoo weird. database? Sorry. Do you think they have a tattoo mm, database? I think the America, the 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 US has that. In some prisons. As in, like they have a map of each prisoner's tattoos. Yeah, or like identifying marks. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Keep track of them. Yeah. But it is strange because you're being told these are the most dangerous men in the in the country of El Salvador, a very dangerous country. Mm. The the point of origin for all sorts of incredibly violent gangs that are very famous. I think MS-13 started there. In El Salvador? I think so. Is it quite a small country, El Salvador? Quite big? Pretty small. Yeah. So one con- for a small country to have a mega prison of 40,000. Are, are they getting people from other neighboring countries? Maybe. This, I'm, so obsessed, I'm so obsessed <laughs> with this mega prison. El Salvador. Let me see. Population six million. Okay, so it's like okay. Scotland, basically. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like a little dot on a map. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's just it, it boggles the mind. But I remember that El Salvador was one of the few places that was always, or almost always, more dangerous than Johannesburg. Right. Right. Because it was just it's just ungovernable, almost like just complete like madness. Like yeah. you could live in a cartel area of Mexico and probably be like, well, at least it's not El Salvador, you know. Just it's, it's always seemed to me to be the craziest place in the world. I think yeah. it's where MS-13 is from. But yeah, you're being told these men are meant to be feared, and then you watch them running around in their pants, getting hit with sticks. Right. Yeah. And you go, oh, well, not anymore. Not for now. Yeah. I guess maybe that. Yeah. I guess that's part of it, isn't it? But yeah, and it, yeah, and adding to it is all the all these like so many tattoos of like the Virgin Mary. Oh and all these yeah, crosses and stuff. Well, they look—it's like Russian prison tattoos. It's always old school eagles and m- 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 religious symbolism and. Yeah. Okay, so MS-13 started in LA, but it was set up to protect Salvadoran immigrants. Oh. So it is uh, the the gang is ethnically El Salvadorian. El Salvadorian. 
So it started off almost like um, those crusade armies to, uh, to protect <laughs> like travelers and. Well, just just in reaction to all the other already there gangs in LA, I guess. Right, right, right. Global membership estimated at fifty to seventy thousand. Oi! Yeah, it's a lot. Do you know what it means, MS thirteen? Uh, Mara Salvatruja. What does Mara Salvatruja mean? Uh, okay, so it's a disputed. It might be a combination of uh, Salvadoran and Truja, a Caliche word for being alert. Truja. Oh, alert Salvadorians. Yeah, watch out. Oh. Watch out, is that all Salvadorians? Watch out, we're here. Yeah. Look well, out, guys. Why, why, why does... I'm being very ignorant here, but why does Latin America have this sort of especially intense for a violent criminal angle well i mean the cartels in mexico like the violence has just got worse and worse we remember that a few years ago there was a big news story where like the mexican one of the cartels had just kidnapped like a bus of just 40 university students and just fucking decapitated them mm. just that kind of level of insanity wasn't happening in the 80s and 90s do you know do you know um either the producer or researcher or something for narcos that show oh when they're about to do the mexican yeah series he got killed researching the area that they were going to film in i think we talked about that yeah they just fucking got him i think it just escalates and escalates and one of the mexican cartels started out as like the actual army special forces that's a very latin american thing yeah yeah and they were just like hang on a minute we our job is to beat all of the other gangs with our amazing military skills and take all their money and then just hand it over what if we just kept the money Mm. and just there you go yeah gives me the gives me the heebie-jeebies i wonder if i wonder if the chaos of where is alfa salvador is it like south america central america central like central okay central yeah so like all right okay in the thin sort of bit uh just slightly above the thin bit and to the left okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. i think that's what the other thing about it just gives me some fucking creeps this thing this this uh, mega prison. It's if a, you haven't seen it, listener, do do check it out. You might not become as yeah, obsessed with me, but it's quite extraordinary. It is amazing footage. Yeah, it's really incredible. It is so. Uh, that's I think what that's what it is. It is so um, dystopian. It is just so dystopian. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's from now. Yeah, it feels like something that you'd put in a in a futuristic in a film to be like in the future when crime is out of control. Yeah. Which is what Judge Dredd was based on, was like how crime was just going up and up and up from the 70s, 80s, 90s, just getting worse and worse and worse. Uh, and so everyone was like, well, the future is just that, why would this trend go down? Yeah. And then, oh, you know, that's where the Freakonomics theory gave all the credit to legalized abortion. and Ah, uh, interesting. The crime rates started drop. Crime rates have basically been dropping consistently in the US and in the UK since the 90s. Yeah, yeah. In almost every category. Mm-hmm. Whereas everyone likes to pretend we're in constant danger, but no, not really. Yeah, not not now that they've built the mega prison. <laughs> <laughs> Tough gig. Would you play a corporate or the mega? Pr- <laughs> the mega a corporate. Prison? Yeah, big crowd, forty thousand. That's like Wembley. Yeah, shit. It's if it goes guy. well, you feel amazing. Um, yeah, that'd be sick. I mean, I have to. I'd, you'd have to open the some local. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you couldn't go straight into material. You couldn't go. So I was on the bus the other day. Boo! We're not allowed to get the bus. Yeah, you'd have to tread really carefully. Oof. What do you reckon food's like? You in the mega good? prison? Yeah. Bad. Drinking's bad. Plain rice. Yeah. Even in a country, if even if it had good food in the country, 
Yeah. It's, it's hard enough cooking for eight people. <laughs> cooking for like... Cooking for the mega prison. Cooking for a mega prison. I'd watch uh, that Stanley Tucci series. <laughs> cooking for mega prisons with Stanley Tucci. I'm here in the El Salvadoran mega prison. Where I've been told a certain prisoner has some of the most incredible toilet wine. <laughs> uh, I'd watch him patronizingly go from cell to cell, sampling the toilet wine. Um, gosh. Do you think yeah. um, you'd have to be like Johnny Cash when he drinks the water on uh, that album where he Folsom? Yeah, the Folsom Prison. Well, you know, he, he asked the guard for some water. Oh, yeah. In one of the recordings. And all the crowd goes wild while he drinks it. Why? Because the water that the prisoners got was from rusty pipes and tasted of metal and was oh. disgusting. And they never had any other water because they were just like, well, that's a tap water. Fuck you. So he was drinking them, drinking the bad, the same water the prisoners got, not the water that the guards got. Yeah. I always wonder about that, that, that album, the Live at the Folsom Prison album. Do you think the prisoner officers ever like, at any point in the constant thought, maybe this was a bad idea? Because <laughs> he seems to be kind of... On their side. He seems, to be, he seems to be riling them up. <laughs> he seems to be, I don't know, kind of romanticizing <laughs> being a prisoner in his songs. Is but that, at the same time, is that good? Are, 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 is he kind of giving these prisoners a validation as prisoners and making them more proud to be prisoners and less, so less likely to try and break out? Or, or, was, it, or was, was it just for like, it's like saying, uh, unless you, you all have to do your homework for the whole year and then at the end of the year, we'll... We'll all get Easter eggs or something. All oh, right, we watch a movie. Yeah, we'll watch a movie. Well, you maybe did you let the did you hang that over the prisoners' heads and get a year of better behavior? Right, right. And all enforcing it on each other as well. Like some guy starts yelling about his pudding in the cafeteria, and all the other prisoners are like Jerry, I'm going to kick you to death. <laughs> yeah. If you mean that Johnny Cash doesn't come, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. dead, man. So yeah. Maybe that was worth it. Must have been a fucking rush, though. I mean, imagine me, Johnny, Johnny Cash, is like crushing at a prison. Whoa. Must, have, must have felt amazing. Yeah. God. It, it would have been so funny if it, he was like not on the prisoner's side. <laughs> <laughs> you should have stuck to the rules and you'd be outside. Your mama would still love you. She wouldn't cry. And, it, <laughs> and they're all like, oh, he's right. I shouldn't have done the crime. Boom! The prison, all the guards are clapping. Yes, we agree. Be should have nice st- to the guards. They do their best. Their jobs is so hard. <laughs> they get no rest. <laughs> Boom! Yeah. One, one guy really clapping. The warden. Waving his cigar. Yes. The warden's dick is big and hard. <laughs> <laughs> this is a funny idea. Pro establishment Johnny Cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the prison. <laughs> <laughs> Let's reinvade Vietnam. Just really pro Vietnam War. Pro- well, Elvis is basically pro establishment Johnny Cash. That's Elvis. true. That's very true. Yeah. His yeah. big relationship with Nixon. Yeah. Uh, I really like that. That's so funny. You should have, <laughs> if you stuck, you should have stuck to the rules. Then you'd be outside. <laughs> such a like, such a distillation. Such of a the situation. child summary of, <laughs> of, of being arrested. The concept of prison. <laughs> You're all in here because you didn't stick to the rules. And if you did, you'd be outside. Anyway, you thanks can't for, go outside because you didn't stick to the rules. <laughs> you didn't stick to the rules. Is this observational? <laughs> For the comedy for the mega prison. You go on stage. Oh, you guys should have stuck to the rules and you'd be outside. 
Everyone's laughing. He's right. He's got us. He's roasting us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fucking hell. (laughs) Dum, dum, dum. Funny. All Johnny Cash's songs start with the same. Dum, 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 da, da, dum, da, da, dum. Yeah. Yeah. Dum, 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 dum. You should have stuck to the truth. Then you'd be outside. Yeah. Pro establishment Johnny Cash is very funny. Uh, boy. He's 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 still the man in black, but he's wearing he's not wearing black until everyone gets equal justice. He's wearing black until everyone starts following the rules. <laughs> <laughs> till till then, there ought to be a man up front dressed in black. That's that's maybe his worst song, "The Man in Black." If you're yeah, it's pretty. The lyrics are poopy. It's our black for the poor and the destitute. Our black for the people who are sad. It's just like, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> No, you don't. Someone online pointed out just how emo most country music is. It's just that it doesn't seem emo because the guy's in a cowboy hat and he's probably good at fighting. Right, yeah, yeah. But it's still very like. It is very emo. My wife said she didn't like me anymore and so I cried, cried, cried. Yeah, hang on a minute. There's a lot of crying going on considering that you're a cowboy, it says here. Yeah, there's a lot of crying. There's a lot of regret. There's a lot of. Staring. Mm. Over a glass of whiskey at nothing. Yes, yes, it is very emo. Very emo. I listened to was it uh, was it one of Malcolm Gladwell's old podcasts, or was it uh, an American Life? Or something? Yeah, and it's a it's about why why country and western is usually a lot more emotionally affecting than other pop than sort of pop music, and it's because of its the conclusion was just because of its specificity. Like a right. country song is always about a very particular person doing a very particular thing. Yeah, and it, it, and it becomes and it's the song is it, it becomes emblematic of a particular kind of sadness or particular kind of tragedy. But in pop, you just be like, "Baby, you left me, but I loved you." But and you kind of go, "Okay, this is a bit vague." But yeah. in country, it's like, "I found a ring in the bin. Yeah. She left when the sun came down. And it's a very particular yeah. story. And my it's third cousin kidnapped my dog. <laughs> yeah. That's happened to me. But like um, Jolene, you know, very, yeah. very specific. Yeah. Um, there are names. There are names. There yeah. are characters. There are yeah. stories. Yeah, I like this. Yeah. Pop music is always vague. Yeah, there's no names in pop. No. Pop music. The, My boyfriend Jeffrey was mean to me. <laughs> Go into the club to forget about Beth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would never. You never hear a name in pop. That's true. Yes, that makes so much sense. I I always laugh when pop is really vague. It makes me really laugh when um, you would get it in like eighties glam rock, and then you get it a bit in in sort of more like dancey music when. The specific thing that makes me laugh is vague assertions about what a good night it's going to be. Yes. Or we're going to have a good night or are you having a good night? Because it's, it's, it's urinal chat, you know, it's piss talk. It's so stupid. It's smoking area chat from like one incredibly drunk guy who's the worst guy who you don't want to talk to. Yeah, having a good night. Yeah, yeah, pal. That's a Limmy character. It's a Limmy character. You having a good night? You having a good night? It's awful. And this is a... I love it. Like even when it's like Kiss and they're all dressed up in this crazy gear and they're like, "Gonna have a good night tonight, good night." Like just yeah. that's all they're singing. Even the Bee Gees. Me and night, me and night, We all like to boogie. I guess maybe disco started it. Disco was disco the first one. 
That well, I was going to say, is Disco the first genre to sort of self-reference all the time? Self-referential pop. There was the twist, I guess. There was a twist before that. Let's do the twist. Let's do the twist. At least, at least it puts it in a context of the the, the same twist we did last summer. You remember last summer? Do you Let's remember do that one again? It's nostalgia. Yeah. Do you remember the twist? Not really. Let's do it again. Well, not really, because this is a new song. <laughs> you go, how can what? This what? is a new song, isn't it? So how did we do it last summer? Have you only just written the song? Yeah. No, I swear there was a song called the Twist. Yeah, it's it's like a. Who it's wrote like this? A, Christopher Nolan. M Night Shyamalan's favorite <laughs> song. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you 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 used to have a really good bit about how going to the club. Yeah, and, and oh, yeah. looking forward to when either we'll have enough songs that all the elements of the club are fully explored. described. Fully described. And we can yeah. move on. Now we know who's in the club. Yeah. What they like. Who? You, how to get on the dance floor? How to get on the dance floor? <laughs> to what end? Is it is it jumping? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What are people wearing? Apple bottom jeans. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, once the club's fully outlined, this platonic ideal of the club. What's a cloakroom policy? What's a cloakroom policy? <laughs> Got my ticket in my pocket. Okay. Take a photo of it just in case. Because <laughs> <laughs> my oldest sister had a bag taken. <laughs> Not in this club, but it makes you think. Yeah. Yeah. Get it all covered. Get it covered. Get and then, element of the club, club coverage. Yeah, I think they watered down the shots, but no one minds. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone can start singing about the bouncy castle or the trampolining place or the church. <laughs> We're going to move on. Uh, Shall we do some correspondence from our inmates? Yes. Prisoners of our chat. Here's a song for all you rule breakers out there. So you thought that you could bend the rules and take the cops and judge for fools. Well, here's some proof that you were wrong. A pro-establishment country song. If you'd been good, you'd be outside. If you'd been humble, free of pride. But instead, you did something bad. And now your saintly mama's sad. She ain't mad, boys. She's disappointed. We all know that's worse. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ring Correspondence. We'd love to get some correspondence from the mega prison. Would we? Can you? Ma- yes. Yeah, we would. We would like to. I'd, I'd be fascinated 
to know what life in the mega prison is like. I hope someone makes a documentary about the mega prison. They've got to. I mean, the second that clip comes out, like Adam Curtis, Louis Theroux fighting in an alley over the rights to do the first one, right? I uh, no, I want to do it. No, I want to do it. Just struggling. Do you, do you, do you have the cojones to make a documentary in a mega prison? I I wouldn't want to step foot in there. I'd be so scared. I'd be so scared. Well, you know that like they're only choosing the nominally most frightening, but in reality best behaved prisoners for that, right? Because they they'll say if you're nice to the man, he'll let you have a soda. <laughs> I would do it. Really? Yeah, I'd go to the mega prison. I mean, it's weird for someone who's obsessed with mega prison to say this, but I don't think I'd actually want to go ever go in mega prison. Yeah, but you, you know, some people can be obsessed with roller coasters and afraid of heights. Phil, mm. it's okay. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, we have a message from Chris. Chris, what's this that you've given us? <laughs> this piece of face. Um. Hi, filthy Pierverts. Nice. Yeah. I like that a lot. Chris here. Hi, Chris. Hello, Chris. Not quite a founding father here, but certainly a medieval historian. <laughs> what does that mean? Start, start he started in, in the middle. middle. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I like that medieval. Medwe- medieval. Med- is it? Medieval. Medieval historian. Mm. I have to start by telling you that this grisly tale is not my own, but was passed on to me by its protagonist. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Um, Many years ago, I was an extra on a TV show. Oh, great. How fun. Very cool. And myself and the other background artists. I'm, I'm I'm, of course, I don't know if people have seen the ads, but I am the BBC spokesperson for becoming an extra. Of course you are. Yeah. Of yeah. course you are. So I'm very pro-extra work. You're pro-extra work? And I'm in the pocket of big extra. You're in the pocket of big extra. He's in the pocket of big background. <laughs> there's, there's, a, <laughs> there's a lot of shady people standing behind him. <laughs> backing him up. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, side note, was a discussion was a point of much discussion on the Frank Skinner radio show that I'm on on Saturdays. What was the, ex, the BBC extra thing? Well, Frank and Emily couldn't understand what it was for. Right. And I was telling them that it was relatively simple what it was for yeah but they they were complaining that they couldn't figure out if you would get green screened in or actually be allowed to be in right okay 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 and it came up like twice even they were just like but what <laughs> is it for yeah 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 I, I worry sometimes when i watch it like is, is it coming across are we being too sort of kooky here and, this, and the point's getting missed but tens of thousands of people have applied so it's more than enough yeah yeah it's worked it's more than enough yeah. um Myself and the other background artists were whiling away the many waiting hours between shots on the obligatory onset double-decker bus. Extras or supporting artists, as they're Mm. now known, um, do get treated like a kind of cattle. Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah, they're just packed into whatever room or vehicle production has to hand. It's a very suddenly on some productions, a very medieval mindset sets in. Oh yeah, there's there's a real hierarchy. I mean, yeah. it's a hierarchy actually you don't really see anywhere else in modern Western society. No, and it wouldn't be acceptable in an office. Yeah, it's like quite feudal, you know. Yeah. The the principles, the the stars who you never see. Um, I mean, I, I'm I'm I've I filmed for something uh, recently where there's a famous person um, in and, and on the call sheet, which is the the document you get at the beginning of the day, just yeah. to line up who's 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 in that day and yeah, yeah. the name of the actor, the name of the character. The the name of that the the famous actor was just cast one. 
so he's so he's so grand that he doesn't even get named Whoa. and the rest of us are there with our earthly names our pathetic <laughs> disgusting mud names mud names yeah yeah i was a i was a writer on something once and because I was, I was kind of like a writer, but I was sort of friends with some of the people in it or something, or it wasn't clear where to categorize me. Yeah. And I got like social credit of like, oh, for just going to the, like the cafeteria that was on the film studio set and just mm. eating there, which was better food than if I'd taken up, them up on their offer of getting Deliveroo to bring in like some cold pret. R- right. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. but why wouldn't I? Was it, but, who, do, who do you get kudos from, from for doing that? Well, like when I was like, no, no, I'll just eat with everyone else. Oh yeah, like, and they were like, "Oh, a man of people." Oh, the king dines at the inn. <laughs> he must just be disguised with his grey cloak. Quick, quick, quick! Cover his raiment. <laughs> but it was weird. I felt people being a bit like, "Oh, really? You're very down to earth." I was like, "Well, it's also better." Yeah, hot food in a cafeteria as opposed to what, sitting alone in a room. A tepid wagamama's. <laughs> yeah, mental. Anyway, anyway. So they're chilling out, these guys. There's so many hours between doing things as well. It's very boring, actually. It is boring. Um, there, uh, there's an old... I, I don't know who said it, but there's an old um, actor's adage of um, that goes, I, I, I act for free. I'm, I'm paid to wait. Yeah. And there's a lot of waiting around. I'm the other way around. I love the waiting. You're- I love sitting, looking at my phone, reading, eating biscuits, drinking tea. And when they say, <laughs> uh, Phil, we're what, ready for you on set. I'm like, fuck! <laughs> you and I love downtime i love i was thinking this earlier today i was like what is my main flaw oh i love downtime we it's love my favorite downtime. thing it's so everything good. i do is in pursuit of downtime well we're sit- sitting here recording on sunday the day of our episode of world's most dangerous roads airing that's on right. dave that's right in a few hours it yeah. will have aired when we were filming that i remember a few times the crew were like sorry guys it's just going to be we're going to have to wait here for a bit and we'd just be like Great. Great, fantastic. Downtime. <laughs> yeah, I love downtime. It's a bit where you make us drive on dangerous roads. That's stressful. <laughs> the sitting still and eating biltong is great. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I love downtime. These guys are enjoying... Downtime s- Abbey. That's what I'm going to call, downtime call Abbey. my house. <laughs> I'm call my house Downtime Abbey. She's the laziest stripper. <laughs> downtime Abbey just sits leaning against the pole smoking and looking at Twitter. <laughs> downtime Abbey. She's a real downtime Abby, that girl. I guess nothing done. A few of us had connected and started to chat. Mm, yeah. And in, on the bus. Yeah. On the extra he, bus. He says, in, I used to do it in my woke voice. I suppose extras don't do that anymore. They probably all just look at their phones now, bloody communists. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Yeah. The conversation ultimately led to he urban... Say, did he say in my woke voice? Yeah, like in the right. like stars around it. Like That's I funny. should do it in that voice. <laughs> The conversation ultimately led, I, I think of that as the Adam Buxton voice, because he, he, he is, invented yeah. that voice for like the boring, boring established radio opinion DJ kind of radio game. guy. Um, the conversation ultimately led to urban myths, and in particular, embarrassing sexual urban myths. Woman with lobster, whole dog in ass, etc. <laughs> <laughs> Such classics as woman and lobster. Woman and lobster. Whole I have heard that ass. one. You've heard of woman and lobster? Mm. Wow. I've not heard of a woman does herself pleasure with a lobster and it lo- fires a load of eggs into her. Oh, fuck's sake. Something and then they all hatch and crayfish will pop off. up. This no, is not the- true. <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. That's funny. How do, you fuck even, how do you even pleasure yourself with a lobster? I know. It's yeah. so pokey and sharp and horrible. I think it's the body. I've cut myself on, on lobsters. It's horrible. Yeah. You know, apparently lobsters will basically live for as long as they can. It's the shedding that's the problem. They don't die. They don't die of they old They don't age. die. 
It's because they can't shed. They'll get to the point where they can't like, go... Well, they just burst out of the shell. Yeah, they die from that because the shell's so big they can't adequately like get it off them. So eee. I saw someone online saying that if we just help the lobster shed and keep it in captivity, we'll have some sort of eternal god lobster. Fuck. Yeah. I'm oh, in favor. I, I'd love that. I'm Lobsters and jellyfish. Very jellyfish, basically. Or they're sort of hardly alive anyway, but yeah. they, they, they don't ever need to die, really. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And therein lies the secret to immortality, the humble jellyfish. To float, to sting. Ah, for chance to float. <laughs> for chance to dream. Um, at peak amusement, one of the quieter members of the ensemble piped up with a story that's that... A very, w- that's a very good description of that po- point in a, in a fun conversation. At <gasps> peak amusement, yeah. <sighs> there, is, there, is, there is that moment where you go, okay, now, now I'll tell this story. Yeah, peak yeah, amusement. Peak amusement. Right, peak amusement now. Where you step into the arena. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Proffering up that this is the pinnacle. Yeah, very good. At peak amusement, one of the quieter members of the ensemble piped up with a story that was no myth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was something that had actually happened to him. Gosh. He asked us to cast our minds back to an alpine skiing trip he and his friends went on a few years back. Mm. They had enjoyed a day on the slopes and then gone on to indulge in a heavy session of après ski, getting very pieced indeed. Nice. Very good. During the evening, the young man had gotten lucky with a local girl, Heidi. Lovely. And after some light flirty flirty kissy kissy, they retired back to her place. Mm-hmm. At this point, the shy young man telling the story would start to quote his female companion in a feminine French accent, which made the story more fun. So I will try and do that. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So who's talking about who at this point? So it's the extra. Yeah. He's telling but, a story about when he was skiing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And got off with this French Swiss Okay, girl. so this... Right, the extra got off with the... This is the extra's tale. Okay. Yes. Um, buh, 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 buh. On arrival at her petit appartement, mm-hmm. they were in bed in no time with clothes discarded, and she asked, will you massage my shoulder and my back? Mm. The gentleman obliged and straddled her applying his best techniques. After a minute or so of this, he started to become aware of the need to do a trump. Oh, a little fat. Yeah. And he wasn't keen on breaking the mood by excusing himself to the bathroom. So in drunken logic, he decided to chance it there and then. A wow. sneaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can see you drunkenly thinking you could get away with it. Yeah. He managed to let it go quietly and almost fully controlled. <laughs> but unfortunately for him, the fart turned out to be a lot more solid than he'd hoped for. <sighs> And what can only be described as dirty matter dropped onto the bedsheet behind him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No. No. Trying his best to ignore the unwanted. Ignore? To ignore. Just ignore mm. it. Just ignore Don't it. Ignore that. Ignore that. <laughs> what, what, what? Did you just what? ignore it? Ignore it. What was this? A little or petit pièce de merde? Just ignore it. Ignorez-vous. The unwanted, trying his best to ignore the unwanted third party. Very good. Nice. He continued with the massage. <laughs> Very relaxing. Until it came time to change things up, at which point he took the swift opportunity to give the poop a kick. Hiya. <laughs> <laughs> Hiya. <laughs> like a real like, kick from the back. Like, yeah. The donkey kick. <laughs> yeah. Pow. Mule, is it mule kick? Mule kick. Mule kick, yeah. At which point he took the opportunity to give the poop a swift kick to remove it from the equation. <laughs> I guess you could call it the equation. Let's remove this from the equation. Let's change things up. 
Let's try it without the poop. Ha! <laughs> Much better. <laughs> as I suspected. Ever the gentleman, the storyteller spared us the details of the remainder of the night, but needless to say, they engaged in filth. Mm-hmm. The next morning he awoke, extremely hungover, the young lady asleep beside him. He was immediately taken in first and foremost by the strong smell of poo in the room. Oh, and started to remember the events of the previous night. Yeah, it's had all night to, like, it's like a, it's like a, what are the, a, an odorizer, what do they call them? Oh, like humidifier kind of thing. But there's room, there's things where you stick, like the, you, you, buy, you buy them in Muji. Those guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, the little scenty sticks. Mm. Those sticks, but just lodged in a crab. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he started to remember what happened. Knowing the offending article must still be in the room, but afraid to wake his friend, he carefully lifted his head from the pillow <laughs> to try and spot her. <laughs> Reader, it wasn't good news. Oh, no. It appears his frantic kick the night before had been more effective than he could ever have imagined. The poo had made it all the way to the white bedroom wall and was splattered across it like a brown snowball fight had taken place. Oh, my Lord. Uh, (laughs) God. Hiya! Like the full full mass was spread. So it's not like it went and knocked and like left a mark and fell to the ground. It's like it was pancaked onto the wall. It sounds like it was, yeah. I'm, I'm struggling to imagine that there's none on the bed. Yeah, there's got to be a little Mr. Hanky footprint, print, right? <laughs> a launch pad. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. Yeah, from liftoff. <laughs> Definitely. Um, at this point, the girl woke up. And the pair went about the most polite and amiable pleasantries. Uh, well, bonjour. Bon matin. As they both dressed and prepared to go about their respective days, both fully aware of the mess on the wall and the awful smell. Wow. What a... What an understanding, lovely woman. Or she's th- just as hungover and thinking, did I poo so hard <laughs> that it flew across the wall like a shotgun shell? Like, like uh. what happened? Maybe. You never know. Um, both fully aware of it. I'll head off then, he said to her, <laughs> about to leave and be forever free of this ghastly scenario. To which she replied, I will drive you. I have a little Peugeot. Oh, of course. He said, I had a little Peugeot. Nice. Um, bizarrely, he accepted the offer of a lift, and she drove him back to his chalet in complete silence. <laughs> when the young man on the bus finished his story, the rest of us were left completely speechless, and then we all burst out laughing, not in a mean way, he clarifies, as he just shrugged and pulled the sort of, what are you going to do face? <laughs> I never saw him again. That's a funny thing to say next. But I always remember the sheer bravery of the chap who told such a personally mortifying tale to four strangers on a TV set. A real-life urban legend, in my opinion. Anyway, Koji, love the podcast. Um, Great. Thanks, Chris. That's, um, thank you, Chris. That is some good good bonding, good his, onset bonding. Yeah. His PS is, the correspondence section is now basically like the reader's letter section of a porn magazine. But if the porn magazine was actually a poo magazine. <laughs> and true. also it was a podcast, Chris. <laughs> it's true. Yeah? It's true. Can't fault you there. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, brave in a way, but when it's funny enough and self-effacing enough. But then we're comedians. Exactly. Our, our instinct to not tell that story has been so withered. Yeah. That I, don't, I wouldn't even question it. No, no, no. It doesn't even strike me as a weird story to tell. It seems to be precisely the right story to tell. I would say, why, why didn't you open with this? <laughs> Before your name. Yeah. It, it's a gamble, you know, because these are people you're going to have to spend a lot more time with. 
I can't imagine a group of people so unfun that if you tell that story in that bus, all four of them just go, well, that's disgusting. And then just turn and look out the window, all four. You, unless you're filming on like an Amish film set or something, some incredibly uptight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, now, Phil, mm. it's time to go to the mega prison of the Patreon. Oh, great. The VIP mega prison. <laughs> Because that's how many patrons we have. That's right. 40,000. 40,000 shaved boxes. Tattoos. Shoeless. Yes. Big Bud Pod tattoos. Scurrying around the place. Full back panel of the Bud Pod logo. Mm-hmm. Marjorie over the heart. Yep. Lucky Kentucky whiskey logo on the thighs. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, please, if you're a patron... Um, we'll see you on Friday. If yeah. you're not a patron, become a patron and see us on Friday. Give it a go. Have um, that Friday feeling, e.g. Yeah. that that another chunk of this podcast has come out. Um, but everybody, um, uh, Pierre and my World's Most Dangerous Roads episode is available on UK TV Play yes. to stream where we drive around Lesotho. It's a good bit of fun. It's Bud Pod on the Road. It's Bud so Pod on the Road, guys. The yeah, dream. Yeah. With visuals. With visuals. visuals. For once. Um, so enjoy. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.